Hi, you are so welcome to this latest podcast episode. I've just shoveled Arthur and Emily off into another room and made them promise me to be super quiet for the next half an hour while I chat to you about the difficulty of getting into shape once you hit 40 and beyond. If I could shout from the rooftops, which I do try to do, that it's actually quite simple to get into shape after 40, I would. If you're listening to this right now and you're struggling to get into shape and you feel like you're going around and around in circles, I want you to know that it is actually quite simple to get into shape. And there are so many people out there that are ready to give out and complain and tell you that it's so difficult and you have to diet more and more and pound the pavements all day long. And I promise you, this is the biggest con ever. However, on saying that, I do know how it feels. I struggled with my weight for so long and it wasn't until I fixed what was actually going on that was causing me to lose weight, to gain weight and to not lose weight um, did I finally get into shape and then figure out it's actually quite simple. Simple. It's actually a step-by-step formula and that step-by-step formula is what I'm going to share with you today. But I, I really and truly do promise you now that it is actually very very doable to get into shape after 40 and you know as women we hit menopause perimenopause there is hormonal fluctuations we gain weight around the middle our metabolism gets lower yes to all of that we burn less fat at rest yes that's absolutely true and what you've done in the past to stay in shape may not work for you anymore that's true and it'll feel like you are eating the same amount of food that you used to eat but you're getting away with less yes all is that that is true but is it reversible it actually is you can actually get a high metabolism again burn fat at rest lose weight feel amazing in your clothes really quite simply I'm going to give you every single step on how to do that and if you can add to that consistency and patience then you are going to be feeling amazing in your clothes I promise you that I've been coaching women for over 14 years now and over the past couple of years myself having got over uh, comfort eating and drinking too much alcohol and learning so much about comfort eating and emotions and feelings that I can give you every single strategy you need to lose weight and get fit and feel really really good in your clothes without calorie counting or dieting or jumping up and down on the weighing scales. I don't want you to listen to anybody anymore that tells you over 40 it gets so tough it's a downhill battle that is so pessimistic and so negative and all that does is demotivate you. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy too, because that stuff is just going to drive you to potentially comfort eat and skip workouts and ask yourself, what's the point in doing this? So when you think that, it's going to end up becoming true. So I want you to know that with everything I tell you in this podcast episode, if you're consistent and if you're patient, you are going to get amazing results and feel really, really good in your clothes. I used to be much heavier. I've always struggled with my weight. I fluctuated up and down, up and down all of the time. And I'm at my trimmest than I've ever been in my whole life. Yet just a couple of years ago, I was eating less when I was sitting down for for some meals during the week. I was dieting much more. I was restricting so much more. I was eating so much less during the week. And 
I was binging more. I was overeating in the nighttime. Um, I would say that I would sit down and have like biscuits and crisps at least three times a week. And the food is a really funny one for us, for us women. We can think that we are doing everything really well and sometimes be blinded to the fact that actually we have it all upside down. Because we can restrict ourselves so much during the week and then eat loads at the weekend, we tend to, I think, forget or at least I didn't really become aware to the weight gain I was doing to myself from just the weekends. You'd be so surprised at how much food extra you eat when you're restricting during the week and binging at the weekend because I think you get this warped sense that you're 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 doing better than you think you are just because you've might have left long gaps in between your meals and you had a couple of carb-free meals that it makes you feel that you're being really healthy when actually all it takes is a few nights of going way overboard and you're back to square one. And what I used to do is I used to be, you know, really healthy on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, most of Sunday, but Thursday nights and Friday nights and a lot of Saturday was overeating. And I think the second I started to call it what it was, which is overeating, did I suddenly start to realise that I was actually overeating. You can mask it any way you want, but for me, when I started being truthful with myself and when I would sit down and have stuff at the weekends and say to myself right now you're overeating I finally started understanding why I was gaining weight and not losing any weight if you're sitting on the couch at night time and eating crisps and biscuits you're overeating if you get to the weekends and you drink loads of wine and then have loads of crisps and sweets, you're overeating. However, we tend not to look at this. We tend to think of ourselves during the week. We tend to feel the restriction of our food during the week and feel that we're just going on this really restrictive food eating plan. It wasn't until I ditched all of that and I actually started to be honest with myself did I start to lose weight and I want to tell you more on that in a minute. I used to do more cardio than I do now. I'd feel overweight, I'd start to pound the pavements more, I'd add in a couple of runs, I'd add in more walks. I used to be all about adding, adding, adding. My clothes would feel tight on a Monday, I would want to do hell for leather workouts, I would want to work really hard and really fast in my sessions. And I would want to get out in as many walks as possible and even add in the odd run here and there. Looking back now, I was just running away. I was just chasing something outside of myself. I actually needed to not do any of that at all. Can you relate to that? You gain weight, you want to do more exercise. However, it's not the fact you don't need to do more exercise. You're not gaining weight. Because you're not doing more exercise, we're gaining weight because we're overeating and maybe not doing the correct exercise, which I wasn't doing enough of. Also, I was much heavier than I used to be because I didn't have any structure to my week. I didn't have really concrete action steps. And if you're listening in now and you're a, a client of mine, you know how crazy I am about action steps. We all have our action steps every single day and every single week. And we reflect on a Friday and plan on a Monday. And the reason for that is when we don't have structure, we just wing it. And 
it's really difficult to, to get into really good shape and feel really good in your clothes if you're just trying to wing it every day. Because you get caught out. You either get caught out because you don't have snacks and healthy food in your house or you get caught out because you've got too much unhealthy rubbish that's too much tempting in your house or you don't plan for your workouts so you don't get to fit them in. You just get caught out in every single way. You don't have a good bedtime routine so you're knackered in the daytime. You get sugar cravings. You're too tired to, to want to go and do your workout. And you're just chasing your tail. When, when I had no structure, I was just chasing my tail. When I owned a gym, you know I'm all online now, but when I owned a gym, I was just trying to wing it every single day because I was so stressed out and I was so busy and I wasn't prioritizing myself and there was just no structure. And back then, because I was gaining weight or I was constantly fluctuating, I was always in diet mode. I was always thinking of the food that I shouldn't or should be eating. I stayed so food obsessed. And that's what keeps so many, so many of us stuck, stuck feeling tight in our clothes, stuck with our jeans being tight, our stomachs feeling really annoying, like stuck in that place because it's just food, food, food. And I didn't think for a second to go and look at my bedtime and morning routine and downtime and mental health and nourishment from a nourishment point of view. It was just bang, bang, restriction. What's this new recipe that I can try to lose weight? I was also really inconsistent and the power of consistency is grossly underestimated. I know we all talk about consistency, but it really is grossly underestimated. If you think of the power of compound interest and how much over time compound interest works, it's the same as consistency. I have seen time in and time out over and over and over again, people that start off with amazing intentions that are absolutely terrific. They have their weekly action steps and I can see by reading their weekly action steps that if they continue on and if they follow those action steps, they're going to get amazing results. But I have seen it so often. All it is is just people not sticking to it, people not sticking to their action steps. This used to be me. I used to have my action steps for my food, for my workouts, and I would do two weeks of good intentions and then I would drop it and then I would do two weeks more and I wasn't honest with myself and I would be absolutely raging and not understanding why I wasn't getting results. And I would start to look at like, is it my thyroid? Is it my metabolism? You know, do I need to switch from rye bread to spelt bread? Do I need to start calorie counting? And it wasn't any of those things. It was just a lack of consistency. When I wasn't being consistent, I wasn't getting the results from consistency. Consistency really is grossly under undervalued because it's such a boring day in day out repetitive thing consistency it's it's not this really shiny fun thing it's doing things when you're not in the mood week in week out and you have to be patient have you ever tried to lose weight and you do like a couple of days of healthy eating and you jump on the weighing scales that is you being so impatient and it is just keeping you away from achieving your goals and it is keeping you away from losing weight. If you're listening to this now 
and you're sick and tired of trying to lose weight and you're sick and tired of jumping up and down on the weighing scales, I am here telling you there is another way. And I've seen it with my own eyes. I've done it with myself and I'm seeing it now with my Thrive Coaching clients. You don't have to be jumping up and down on the weighing scales. With good action steps, with consistency and patience, you'll lose weight and you'll know you'll have lost weight by the feeling of your clothes, by your jean size, by your dress size. Give up tracking your results after three days or even two weeks. Just let it go. Let the results go. Follow follow your action steps. Be consistent with your action steps and you'll just get amazing results. Another thing that used to make that hold me back that I've realized now was that I was really negative in my outlook. I'd start a program or I'd start my fitness program, whatever it is, And the second I started, I would be negative. Notice if you do that too. Do you start your workout saying you're not in the mood? Do you think of the workouts you have to do this week and start giving out? Do you begrudgingly eat porridge? Do you think you're being hard done by because you're not eating sweet stuff? I mean, we have a choice. We can be healthy and just get over the fact that we have to work out and eat healthy if we want to be healthy. Or we can just choose to be overweight and unhealthy and not work out and not eat healthy. I really recommend if you want to be healthy and you're choosing to work out and eat healthy, to figure out a way to start enjoying it somehow. Whether that's finding healthy food that you really like or workouts that you really like, which is possible by the way. You mightn't ever be able to go into a workout feeling in the mood, but I promise you, you can certainly find workouts that you enjoy. And if you start to reframe it in your mind, and if you start to just view it as a positive, blessed, like you just feel grateful for the fact that you get to choose to be healthy, and you don't start... You, you stop thinking that you're depriving yourself by somehow being healthy and realize you how lucky you are to be able to eat, eat wonderful, healthy food. Your whole outlook will change. And this is coming, I promise you, I used to be so negative. I used to be such a negative person. I didn't know that you could change. I've shared this with you so often that I used to wake up in the morning time and be negative until about one o'clock in the afternoon. I finally was able to talk my way out of it to end up having an okay evening to get up in the morning and have to do it all over again. I used to be so negative in workouts, so negative when I looked in the mirror, so negative when it came to healthy eating. All I wanted to do was eat healthy food to lose weight. I didn't give a shit about the healthy food I was eating. I was just wanting to lose weight, laser focused. I was always chasing my weight and that doesn't work. If you're constantly trying to lose weight, if you're constantly getting up and down on the scales every week, know that there's something up. Know that it's not working. But too many of us are doing the same thing over and over and over again and we're expecting to get a different result. But what you're doing now isn't working if you are getting up and down on the weighing scales Like by now, you want to have achieved your weight loss goal. You want to be able to be a size 16, 14, 12, 10, 8, whatever it is, whatever healthy is for you. You want to be able to get there and stay there. I swear to you, you don't need to have a clothes wardrobe of 
different sizes in your wardrobe. You'll head off on your holidays, you'll fluctuate a wee bit, your clothes will be a bit tight, they'll feel loose again. I promise you, if you are fluctuating in dress sizes, if you're gaining and losing, if you're jumping up and down on the weighing scales, I am here to tell you that there is another way and I'm going to share it with you. Now, most of you at this point have grabbed my free guide, Five Steps to Unleashing Your Fitness and Cam, where I break down how to get started. But if you haven't downloaded it yet, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash and grab your free guide there and for those of you that are listening to this in the right time I've actually opened up my Thrive coaching program I have 20 spots available there are limited spots so just go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching to see if any spots are, are open back to what you can do to get into shape after 40. I mentioned at the start of this podcast episode that your metabolism is getting lower, that you're burning less fat at rest. And it's those two things combined with hormonal changes in your body that are leading to weight gain. And the most frustrating thing about that is that for a lot of us, it's on our stomachs. I'm going to take you point by point and point out things to do in each main step. I call it my five-step framework to your success, PAMS, that you can do to stop chasing your tail and to actually get results. And I'll do this for you if you promise me you'll dump the weighing scales, be patient and consistent and focus on your action steps and give up focusing on results. I promise you if you give up focusing on results and you just are consistent and you're patient, your genes are going to feel amazing very shortly. My five-step framework to your success is PAMS, P-A-H-M-S. And the first one, P, starts with your physical movement. Forget pounding the pavements and being running around doing more, more, more. If you do strength training three times a week for 30 minutes, you're going to get a high metabolism, you're going to burn fat at rest and you're going to lose weight. Now that's an absolute fact. Strength training, once you hit 40, 50, 60, is the only form of exercise that's actually going to help you lose weight. It's not the calories burned in a workout that count. It's turning your body into a calorie burning machine so that you burn lots lots of calories at rest. Only strength training will do that for you. Lifting weights three times a week for 20 to 30 minutes is all you need. Think about that. Three times a week for 30 minutes. That could be a Monday, Tuesday and a Thursday at 7am, done at 7.30. That's you getting a high metabolism. That's you burning fat at rest. And that is you losing fat. Isn't that incredible? And that's not to mention that you increase your bone density, you prevent osteoporosis, you can manage osteoporosis better, you've better health, you feel better, you're stronger, you're more flexible, you're more mobile. Like they're all the things. I'm specifically talking to you about fat loss. But cardio just doesn't improve your metabolism. So if your metabolism is decreasing, which factually it is after 30, and you're doing cardio, your metabolism is still low. So you can ignore me and continue to do cardio, but your metabolism is going to continue to be low. And nothing else is going to fix that apart from strength training. That is a 100% scientific fact. Now, if you add a couple of walks to that, a bit of fresh air, a few times a week, that is you, a 10 out of 10, in your fitness, you don't need to do anything else for the rest of your life. How cool is that? Next up, the A part of PAMS, accountability and support. It is absolutely crucial, in my opinion, for your success to be part of a group or to be coached or to find yourself accountable to somebody. Whether that's writing out your action steps every day or telling somebody your action steps or talking to somebody or getting advice from somebody, 
being held accountable in the first few months of you getting fit and getting healthy, in my opinion, is absolutely critical to your success. Getting feedback, knowing that somebody is reading what you've written or listening to what you say helps keep you motivated and in the zone. The H part of PAMS is hydration. Get the quick win and drink two litres of water every day. It helps your mood. It helps your energy. It helps with sugar cravings. When we get dehydrated, we can feel extra hungry. So we can go to the biscuit tin or just the fridge. Whereas if you drink lots of water, you're just setting yourself up for success. Two litres every day. It's such an easy win once you get into the habit of it. I always drink my water, my first litre early in the day. So I only have another litre for the second half of the day. Next up is the M part of PAMS, mental health. You really, I highly encourage you to either get a little bit of silence every day or do a little bit of journaling. I do Thrive Time with my clients. We do all that in our 10 minutes of Thrive Time every weekday. However, if you're not a client and you're listening in right now, a little bit of silence or a little bit of downtime is key. Practicing being a little bit mindful when you're walking in nature, practicing living in the moment, practicing sitting on a chair with no distractions. Maybe you need to be less scrolling on your phone. It is absolutely critical to have time in your week and in your day to reflect and to breathe and to assess and to see where you are. And when you do that, you'll be able to see what you need to do and what needs to be done. And over time, you'll be able to control your emotions a little bit better, which is what I had to learn. And you'll be able to be not so driven by your emotions and your feelings and your impulses. And you'll feel more calm and more at peace as you go throughout your day. And when you feel more calm and more at peace, you're much less likely to turn to food for comfort or alcohol for comfort. And you're much more likely to turn inwards rather than outwards. I went to a meditation class recently and the guy said in it, you know, imagine a best friend and he's really freezing and he needs to get warm. And he thinks by heading outside the front door at wintertime will get him warm. He doesn't understand that warmth is inside, that to get warm, he goes inside. He constantly goes outside. How much compassion would you have for a friend? Who, who genuinely thought when they were freezing that they had to sit out in the garden in winter to get warm. No, it's getting back inside. It's turning into yourself. I loved that analogy so much and I hope I've explained it well. Next up is the S part of PAMS, the self-care. How is your bedtime routine? If your bedtime routine isn't great, you're going to be wrecked the next day, disorganized, craving sugar, probably dehydrated and not in the mood to be healthy. So you're pretty much setting yourself up for failure by choosing to stay up late and scroll on your phone in the bed or whatever it is that you do. Having a good bedtime routine is critical for your success and it's a privilege. You're not depriving yourself 1%. You're actually taking care of yourself. You're showing yourself that you love yourself. Getting into bed with lovely pyjamas on, with your phone in airplane mode, with a good book, reading five pages of a fiction book is the most wonderful gift to yourself. You know that. You know what I'm saying, that it sounds way nicer than scrolling on your phone and feeling like shit the next day. So it's about developing that self-discipline muscle. Nutrition is part of the self-care. 
focusing on having breakfast, lunch and dinner and giving up the long gaps. If you're listening to me right now and you're overweight, are you leaving long gaps between your meals? And if you think in some fucked up way, the way I used to think, that you're somehow making up for the food you ate the night before, you're not. I did it for years and I stayed overweight for years because that's what I did. I ate too much of the night time. I'd wake up the next morning. Oh, I don't really need breakfast. And you think you're just back feeling really healthy. You're not. You're just messing with your metabolism and you're under eating and overeating. And it's not good for your system because your body can only handle a certain amount of food at one time. The rest gets stored to fat. Your body doesn't say, oh, well, hang on a second. You ate loads last night, so we'll eat hardly any today and I'll use some of that energy that you ate last night. No, the rest gets stored as fat. Every single time you overeat, It's just getting stored as fat. The body doesn't know that you're making up for the night before. So just remember that when you're overeating and undereating. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Can you make dinner your last meal? If you can't and you're going for something sweet, that's where you need to look at. Not figuring out which type of bread works best. Getting more detailed on the food. Calorie counting. It's it's simply the fact that you're eating after dinner. And you don't need to eat after dinner and your body doesn't need it. Making dinner your last meal is absolutely key. If you want to feel great in your clothes and get fit and lose weight. However, these are all just choices that we make on a daily basis. So you can't make the decision to eat after dinner and then give out that nothing is working. So let's all of us just get a little bit real with ourselves when we're talking to ourselves. And I'm talking to myself here because I did this for years. So when you have your breakfast, lunch and dinner sorted and you're making dinner your last meal, then the next step is to focus on if you're binge eating, if you're sitting down and having like what I used to do is I used to like not eat carbs for dinner. And then when I did have carbs, I'd have like the most massive bowl of pasta and garlic bread. Again, my body doesn't know that I've had so little carbs at the, the day before. So it's it's not going to say, well, look, don't store this extra food. She's just eaten as fat. Use it as extra from the night before because she underate the night before. No, when you're sitting down and you're overeating, you're just gaining weight. So getting a handle on your binge eating by moving back to the M part of PAMS, which is your mental health, which is learning how to control your emotions, sitting with yourself, not running away from yourself and learning how to actually cope with how you're feeling and reducing anxiety and reducing stress is key, is absolutely key to not, to stop Comfort eating, overeating, binge eating, not being able to stop at one biscuit, only being able to eat a packet of biscuits, all that stuff, all that stuff, that stuff right there is is your mental health. It's not a nutrition plan. You don't need another diet plan. You don't need somebody to tell you what to eat. You don't need to calorie count. You don't need my fitness pal. You need to take care of your mental health. That's what you need to do. You need to take care of your mental health. So that's the... That's the food, the three meals, making dinner your last meal, working on not binge eating, throw in a couple of snacks during the week if you're not hungry, but don't overthink it. Grab a banana mid-morning. You don't need to be sitting down at a table, picking out little oat cakes, getting little teaspoons of hummus. All you're doing is thinking about food and making it worse for yourself. If you're hungry, if you need a snack between meals, 
Go and grab a banana. Go and grab an apple. And it's absolutely so sufficient. One little extra tip I want to give you is to not get to dinner absolutely starving. You just take the arm off yourself. You'd have your full dinner and still be absolutely starving. That happens to me all the time. So even if you had like a can of tuna or a little piece of chicken or some form of protein between lunch and dinner, it means you'll arrive at dinner not so starving. Bulk up on dinner if you like big portions. Loads of broccoli, loads of cauliflower, loads of salad. You don't have to have a measly little portion of dinner. If you have gone from having like two potatoes, two baked but two big baked potatoes to one baked potato which is which is plenty and a bit of protein and you just feel like you want more just get a really big just boil off a really big cauliflower broccoli put it on a put it on a big bowl in the middle of the table tell everybody to help themselves and just help yourself to seconds and thirds of veg if you want so i hope you found this little chat helpful how hard is it to get into shape after 40 I promise you, I promise you, it's much more simple than you think if you look in the right places and you give up the stuff that doesn't work and focus on that five-step framework to your success, PAMS, P-A-H-M-S. And don't forget, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash to download my free um guide five steps to unleashing your fitness and calm and if you want to become a client and my thrive coaching is open and there's spots available go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching and i hope to see you on the other side all my love